It's time now for the complete story with Dick Bott, a public news and information feature of Bot Radio Network to keep you informed about the most important issues of our day. Now, here is Dick Bott with today's complete story. Well, this particular complete story is for our Missouri listeners only. Uh, the other stations in the other states, they'll have other programs that'll be on. But folks in Missouri, and especially in the St. Louis area, this program is just for you. Now, it was a while ago that Rich and I interviewed Jeremiah Enna, E-N-N-A. And, uh, and he had produced this marvelous presentation on uh, the Underground Railroad. And it was presented at the Kaufman Center in Kansas City. This is a this is a wonderful performing arts center for Kansas City, and it was fantastic. Rich, what would you say? Well, yes, and it's uh, uh, Jeremiah will tell us about the Culture House and how they work with young people of of talent, and also the uh, the 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 company that they have that will be. Presenting underground. Of course, this is about the Underground Railroad and uh, its its historical impact in the development of the United States. Yeah. But it's particularly relevant, especially for people of faith. And I'm looking forward to uh, talking with Jeremiah yeah. about that. And if you are in the St. Louis area, you will want to mark these dates down. Or March fifth, which is a Sunday evening at seven o'clock. Well, listen, no, March fifth is coming up pretty quick. Folks. It is, and you'll want to be there. Don't. Don't miss this opportunity. It's very, very powerful if you, and inspiring. If you are a listener in the St. Louis area to Bot Radio Network, take my word for it. This is something you want to see. It will be an enrichment to your family. It will absolutely give you something to just think about. And it'll just be a wonderful thing in addition to a very wonderful presentation. How would you describe it? Well, anyway, we should introduce our guest, shouldn't we? I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> yeah, so let's let him describe it. How would you describe this, this Welcome, Jeremiah. Thank you. You know, it's been a challenge to describe, Dick, because when um, the professional company that has created and performed it is called Sterling Dance Theater. And when people hear dance, they think, well, I'm not a big dance fan. I don't go to the ballet or whatever it is. But every single person who's come to see this show is just on fire and inspired after it. And so I think it's for all people, all ages. You know, um, we have over we had over 5,000 people see it here in Kansas City last weekend when it was performed. And this was our 10th anniversary in Kansas City. So people are coming back by the thousands year after year after year. So I think probably the most, um, ex- uh, what, the promotional thing to say about it is, folks, this is a sit-on-the-edge-of-your-seat the- theatrical experience, and everyone gets the story yeah. without a word being spoken. Now, let me say this to any of you maybe that have never attended a ballet before in your entire life. You might feel, well, maybe I'm somewhat culturally deprived. Well, which would This is an excellent opportunity for you to come and see a ballet that is a powerful story and a powerful presentation, very inspiring and it also is of special significance for people of faith. Yes. That is exactly what my wife told me. She said, Dick, I didn't know exactly what to expect, but it was so powerful. It was so powerful. It just spoke to my heart. It just absolutely was portrayed in such a way 
that it was, uh, how could you describe it? It was hard for her to even imagine how wonderful it was at the at the Kaufman Center in Kansas City. Now it's going to be on March 5th um, in St. Louis. It'll be at the Two Hill Performing Arts Center. And you can go to our website, which is gounderground.org, or just call the box office at the Two Hill. And that's part of a University of Missouri, St. Louis. That's right. And now, it's a stunning theater. Now, I want everybody to, to recognize here that uh, Jeremiah Enna is, is internationally known, and his wife Mona, and Mona is from Finland. She's and from Finland. both of you have been heavily influenced by the ministry of Francis Schaeffer. That's right. Um, uh, the man who discipled me while I lived in Europe was from Labrie area. He was in that ministry for 15 years, and his books um, really saved my mind. I was a Christian at heart, but utterly ineffective, <laughs> and it wasn't affecting my life. And it was really Schaefer that not only you know reformed um, my mind and my life, but also my craft and my art. I didn't see a purpose for art until after. And I had a, deg a degree in it from a major university, so I was in trouble. So then tell us about how Underground came to be and mm. how it's been performed in the Kansas City area for 10 years in a row. Okay, but, but, but wait a minute. I, 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 want, I want Jeremiah to start out letting our listening audience give them a little historical lesson here. Give them a little bit of American history. Mm. Tell them a little bit about what an Underground Railroad is. Oh, that's right. And actually, it speaks to your question too, Rich. The thing that motivated us to look into this more deeply was that the real story wasn't out there, the full story, or as the show is called, the complete story. And so it was back in two, the year 2000-ish, there was an election cycle, and we started to notice that something's not right in our culture and in, our, in the relationship between all peoples, especially you know, black people. The black community was not thriving. And I had just moved back a couple years earlier um, from Europe, and I started to listen and started to read and pray about this. And Mona and I um, came upon the Underground Railroad story and started to read about it. And of course, this is, you know, not soon after the country was formed. Um, 1776, the country's formed, and already in 1800, the Underground Railroad has begun. And really what it was, was a loose connection of people around the country of faith who were inspired by the gospel message that every person is created in the image of God and is equally value and has divine eternal purpose. Which wasn't always that popular at that time. It wasn't. And it was, you know, eventually even taught in school books. In fact, it was at your home, Dick, where we watched the movie about the history of how racism was woven into the education system yes. even after the Civil War. Yes. So we studied the history, and what we found was, you know, in some history books, it'll say, uh, oh, this movement just popped up all over the country. And it's not true. It, it popped up in the churches where people were being led by the Word of God. And eventually, other people were drawn in as well. But it was the Word of God. God is the hero of the abolition movement. And so we saw a story that not only put God at the center of this, but also uh, explained to us that it's not about black versus white, but good versus evil. Mm -hmm. So people would, slaves would run from their slavery and to people get, would help them to freedom. To get to safety, to get to freedom. Listen, folks, that is the F word. 
F-R-E-E, freedom. That is just born into the heart of every human being, isn't it? That's right. To be free. And, of course, we know the Bible. The Lord himself said, to whom the Son uh, is set free is free indeed. That's right. Um, but, but interesting, though, you see how a country, how a government, how the people have to kind of work their way through this, because if the slaves were to finally escape the South and make it up into a free state, which would have perhaps been Illinois, or we could go on over into Ohio or something like that, the, the government passed a law of, called the Fugitive Slave Act. So you see, even That's in those right. states, it was against the law for a person to help somebody get to freedom. If they were to assist them or feed them or encourage them or house them or anything, then they would be subjected to criminal penalty. That's right. They and, risk everything to help and, people. And so as, as the underground, that's why they call it underground, that had to help people that had got so far, then they made a connection and then the churches would be planted. I think that was the, the Free Methodist, wasn't it, Rich? The Wesleyans, yeah. The Wesleyans, the Wesleyans would have churches planted every so many miles. Yeah, a day's travel mm. apart. Until finally they were able to make it to Canada. Can you imagine? And then they stayed in Canada until America got it sorted out. Yeah. Until Abraham Lincoln and all of that got it sorted out. They could come home. And, uh, and so we still tussle with that, don't we? We still grapple with that. And my thought is if the Lord's people don't get it straight, it never will be straight. That's right. But your presentation going to be in St. Louis on March 5th. That's on a Sunday evening at 7 o'clock, did you say? 7 o'clock at the Two Hill. At the Two Hills. You know, I'm never in, I'm here I'm, where I live. Why Two Hills Performing Arts Center? Do people in St. Louis know exactly where that is? Well, it is on the campus of the University of Missouri, St. Louis. And it is a gorgeous facility. So we're really honored to be there. And our hope, Dick, actually, because of, you know, St. Louis um, has, has really sparked the national conversation about race and race relations. And it goes deeper than that. Um, unfortunately, the media can often twist it and pit people against each other. But the real issue is the black community is not thriving. And we all need to care about that. And the church needs to be everybody. Right. And how can I be still when my brothers and sisters are not thriving? Now, let me say this, Jeremiah. In your presentation of the underground uh, in Kansas City, it was accompanied by a messaging to the entire community that we each one of us needs to be involved in being underground. And yeah. uh, tell us what that means. Right. So on our 10th anniversary, and this first year we're going to St. Louis, we have started a tradition around this show because it's so popular. It's called Go Underground. And basically what we're encouraging people to do in the spirit of the Underground Railroad is at least once a year, open your home, share a meal with people you don't know that well. They might be from a different church, different part of town, different culture. Or maybe they just work where you do and you call them a friend at work, but you don't really know them. Exactly. In fact, I met with a large company just yesterday about that. They're trying to create a warmer work environment, and they are so excited about Go Underground. So you share a meal, share your stories, and then you go see Underground. And the story, and people see it here year after year. It's kind of like 
a, a nutcracker, a Christmas carol, because it is so filling of inspiration. It has so much inspiration, and it reminds us, especially in the church, God wants us to always be opening our homes, always be willing to sacrifice to care for others, always living out in the values of the kingdom, not the culture. Now, one thing that is really striking to me, after I saw the performance, it was so powerfully told, and I realized it was told without words. That's right. And uh, that is such a, a beautiful, artistic, um, I don't know the right word for it's it. It's a skill. But it's it's a very rare skill. To be able to tell the story. You know what's happening. Yeah. And you kind of know what's being communicated between the different people. Uh, but there are no words. But it's very well done. Tell us about the Quakers because mm. that was very um, meaningful. It was kind of a turning point in the story. That's right. The Quaker scene is one of the most unique um, scenes in the show. The show was created by Mona Sterling, Anna, my wife, and Tobin James. And it's a full-length production. And they work together to just the storyline, the details. And in the Quaker scene, what surprises everybody is um, that you see uh, the church split over this topic of the value of slaves, that slavery is wrong. And most people aren't used to seeing that. They're used to either ignoring the church completely, it's not in the story, or it's shiny and perfect and, and wonderful. And here you see a Quaker stand up and say, this is wrong, and they split over it. And it's not. Of course, they don't really say that, but you know what they're communicating. That's right. Yeah. You know what's happening, and there's a cost to standing up for what's right. Listen now, Jeremiah, and I want to thank you for coming by and telling our St. Louis listeners, all of Missouri, I want to say this. If you live in Springfield, you live in southern Missouri, you live any place in Missouri, give yourself a treat for the weekend and go to St. Louis and see this. And it is at the... It is at the Two Hill Performing Arts Center. And then they can go online and find it where? Gounderground.org. Gounderground.org. And they can go ahead and get their tickets. Now, listen, we're going to be talking about this more before the date comes up because this is something you need to see. This is Dick Bot now. I want to thank you, Jeremiah, for coming by. Thank you. Okay, and we're shifting gears here a little bit, staying in the state of Missouri. This time we're talking about an event coming up very soon in Springfield, Missouri. And with us on the line is Matt Kearns from the Missouri Baptist Convention to tell us about it. Matt, welcome to The Complete Story. Well, thank you very much, Rich. It's good to be with you. Well, tell us about this conference. It's about the Great Commission. Absolutely. We have uh, traditionally, uh, Missouri Baptist Convention has hosted uh, a statewide evangelism conference for any number of years, and we are continuing that tradition. Uh, we will still be prioritizing evangelism and disciple-making. We just have changed the name to the Great Commission Conference. That is coming up next week, Thursday through Saturday, at Ridgecrest Baptist Church in Springfield, Missouri. And uh, we're looking forward to a great several days together as we seek to uh, elevate a biblical understanding of evangelism and disciple-making and encouraging our church friends and partners and leaders all over the state of Missouri to uh, be engaging with the mission we believe Jesus left to all followers of his. Now, the, uh, the Great Commission is for all of us, isn't it? Um, is, Absolutely is, is this conference, uh, do you have to be Southern Baptist to attend, or can anybody come that wants to learn how to lead people to Jesus? It is wide open to anybody to attend. Anybody that's interested is welcome. 
All right. And I understand you've got some great speakers. Tell us about some of the speakers that will be there. Well, actually, I was just visiting with uh, Dr. Ed Stetzer, maybe a name familiar to some, who is a longtime good friend and uh, chair uh, at Wheaton at the Billy Graham School for Evangelism. Very excited that uh, Ed is going to be coming uh, to, to be with us. Uh, a longtime good friend, uh, Dr. Alvin Reed from Southeastern Seminary, uh, was actually uh, the chair for my doctoral work out there and has been a a professor and a mentor and a friend and uh, is one of the go-to guys as far as I'm concerned when it comes to uh, work, teaching, and training on evangelism. Uh, another good friend, uh, Greg Steer. Um, both uh, Greg and, and Dr. Reed have been uh, with us here in Missouri at, at uh, some other events, and Greg is the uh, chair and founder of Dare to Share uh, Ministries, a, a ministry that has been training and equipping the next generation for sharing their faith for a number of years. Thousands and thousands of students have uh, walked through uh, Dare to Share uh, doors and, and been trained in their process. And so uh, I could keep going on and on and on. We just have a ton of great friends. It, yes. And uh, I think Michael Card is going to be there for some music. And uh, you even have uh, something lighter, some uh, illusions and comedy with Jared Hall. And one of my heroes in the U.S. Congress, uh, Congressman James, or Senator now, James Lankford from Oklahoma. Uh, so it's going to be quite a, a wide a wide array of special speakers. This is three days. Give us the dates again and the location. Uh, again, that is in Springfield, Missouri, at Ridgecrest Baptist Church, beginning uh, Thursday, February the 23rd, going through Saturday afternoon, February the 25th. Um, in the past, this conference has been a midweek conference really designed for full-time pastors, and something we're trying to do, Rich, by extending this schedule into the weekend is uh, to afford other people the opportunity to participate. We're hoping for a wider audience, including bivocational and, and volunteer folks that are serving in church staff, youth pastors, uh, college students are going to be a part of it. Uh, Friday night, we're very excited to be hosting uh, an intergenerational worship and prayer gathering uh, with Dr. John Avant uh, coming to share. So uh, it's it's going to look a little different than it has in the past, but we hope that that means uh, a wider group of people involved and, and hopefully a wider impact uh, as a result. All right. Our, our guest on the phone right now is Matt Kearns, uh, and he is in charge. Is called His title is Making Disciples Catalyst at the Missouri Baptist Convention. And uh, tell us about that title, Matt. That's kind of unconventional. <laughs> Yeah, I guess so. We uh, have undergone a reorientation not long ago under the direction of our executive director, Dr. John Yates, uh, to really prioritize uh, for us as convention staff uh, making disciples, multiplying churches, and developing leaders. And so as a result of uh, emphasis in those three areas, uh, we're elected to uh, have leadership in each one of those different ministry areas and uh, was asked uh, to uh, serve as uh, the the head of uh, making disciples and helping to lead uh, Missouri Baptist in uh, engaging in, in the Great Commission, in the mission that, that Jesus left to all of his followers. So I'm um, privileged and honored to serve in that capacity. 
God bless you, Matt. You know, Matt, I I sincerely believe that we are living in strategic times. Uh, This last election, I feel like the, the Lord allowed the door of religious liberty to be propped open in our generation. And that's that opens the door for the church or keeps the door open for the church to win souls for Jesus, to win uh, uh, people, and also to disciple them, help them to be well-grounded and and mature in the faith. And that's what this conference is all about. So I really feel like this is a strategic time for a conference like this. Once again, it's at Ridgecrest Baptist Church in Springfield, Missouri. I have the address here. It's 2210 West Republic Road, in Springfield, Missouri. Uh, what's the website where people can go to get more information about this conference? They can go to www.mobaptist.org. That's mobaptist.org slash GCC. So Great Commission Conference. All right. Now, now Matt, uh, tell us what are some of the keys for people that want to share their faith, uh, their faith with others. I mean, this is something that all of us should be doing. We had uh, a guest on the program not too long ago, Barry McGuire, talking about soul winning and, and, and moving people closer to Jesus uh, wh- wherever you find them. Uh, how, what, what are some of the keys to soul winning and, and leading people to Jesus? Well, I am a longtime Southern Baptist, and so early in my history, uh, boy, I've been exposed to all kinds of incredible tools uh, and training models that have go- going way back to uh, CWT and uh, Evangelism Explosion and all, all kinds of methodologies that we've come up with. But uh, one of the things that I would mention is uh, what I find to be the case when we look at Jesus' interaction with people, or the disciples' interaction with people, or just historically speaking, uh, we have lots of examples of people who did a great job of building relationships uh, with other people. And uh, I'm not suggesting a relational evangelism that never, ever uh, connects the good news of the gospel. In fact, that's central to everything we do, and the reason why we love other people is because of our love for Jesus. But I believe it's critical uh, that we find ways to engage people where they are, uh, be able to speak a language that they understand, and, and certainly help uh, bridge the gap uh, to uh, an understanding of spiritual, things of a spiritual nature. So that's a part of the reason why we're even incorporating in the Great Commission Conference uh, something called Transformation Talks, where we hope to speak to, and we've asked people to come and speak to, some contemporary issues of the day, uh, things like uh, adoption and foster care, or a racial reconciliation, or what's happening with refugees. Uh, there are all kinds of um, people groups, uh, places in our communities where there are great needs and wide open doors for connecting people with the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ, if we will take first steps, meet needs, um, build relationships, know people's names, and and love them uh, like Jesus uh, would love them. Mm, you know, I think one of the things that makes people reluctant is uh, for fear of not being able to answer ask, answer a question if it should come up. Uh, but I think one of the most powerful things to do in sharing your faith is just to tell people what Jesus did in your life and uh, and, and let it go from there. Uh, but it's important to know the Word of God also, isn't it? And there's no problem with saying, I don't know, to a question. Let me get back to you on that. That's absolutely true. Uh, the more I read the Gospels, uh, of course, uh, knowing the Word of God, as you mentioned, is absolutely critical. Uh, but following Jesus' model, uh, I don't know that uh, it's necessary for me to have all of the answers, as you mentioned, 
one of the most compelling things that I have to share with other people is just what Jesus has done in my life. And the more I grow to know and love Him, the more I want to talk about that with other people. And uh, I trust that uh, the Spirit will do His work if I'm faithful to just be obedient and uh, and share what God has accomplished. You know, something uh, that that I've started doing lately, which opens a door to start talking about spiritual things, is when I'm meeting someone, if they if they have a name that's a Bible name, like a, like John or Mark or Elizabeth or Jeremiah or something like that, I say, oh, nice to meet you. I say, that's a good Bible name. And oftentimes, depending on their reaction to that, it opens up an opportunity to talk about the Lord. <laughs> hey, this, this um, conference coming up on February uh, 23rd, is it? Correct. 23rd, 24th, 25th in Springfield, Missouri. Uh, one of the speakers is Brian Key, and he is the pastor of spiritual formation and director of the minority pastoral residency at Redeemer Fellowship in Kansas City. African-American pastor. And uh, then you've got uh, James Lankford, a uh, senator from Oklahoma, U.S. senator from the state of Oklahoma. Uh, some music and some comedy and some powerful, powerful speakers to help you grow in your own faith and show you how to share it with others. Uh, tell us a little bit more about this conference and some of the speakers that are going to be there. Who is Alvin Doc Reed, for instance? Well, uh, Doc Reed is a longtime professor at Southeastern Seminary. Uh, was introduced to him years ago when I served as a youth pastor in uh, Illinois, and uh, he's remained a good friend. Uh, he is the uh, chair of evangelism uh, there uh, at Southeastern as well. Uh, and uh, one of the greatest trainers and teachers in evangelism that I've ever had a chance to be around. You uh, mentioned Brian Key as well. Brian is a former collegiate campus missionary working in partnership with the Missouri Baptist Convention, uh, but also uh, a a great friend and good brother as well, who is going to be speaking to uh, racial reconciliation in particular uh, at the conference. And uh, James Langford, a longtime director in Oklahoma of one of the largest camps, if not the largest, uh, Christian youth camp in the world. Uh, James and I served together uh, in student evangelism, and uh, just I I couldn't be any more excited that he's uh, freed up his schedule to to come and be with us so that folks uh, can hear a perspective from uh, somebody who's not only a friend, but I believe a great man of God, in an arena where we don't often hear uh, the positive stories. Mostly we hear complaints about what's happening in the political world or what's going on there. I, I think of James every time because I know he loves Jesus and is representing him well in the public sphere. And so uh, glad to have him come and uh, challenge us in that regard as well. All right. It's going to be three days, and it's going to be packed full of uh, exciting, important, and fun uh, information to, to glean. And what a great time of fellowship it'll be with all the other folks from all across the state that will be there. Matt Kearns is our guest. The event that we've been talking about is the Great Commission Conference, formerly known as the MBC, that would be the Missouri Baptist Convention Evangelism Conference. Now it's called the Great Commission Conference, and it's kind of an expanded multi-generation event to equip and encourage people of all facets of gospel ministry. So be there if at all possible. And Matt, where can they go for more information on the website? www.mobaptist.org. That's mobaptist.org slash GCC. And I should point out, Rich, that this event 
is a free event. It's actually uh, the costs are taken care of through the cooperative giving of Missouri Baptists all over the state of Missouri. So we're happy to be able to offer that uh, at no cost to anybody who wants to attend. All right. Matt Kearns, thank you for the important work you do. So there you have it, folks. Two great events coming up very soon here in Missouri. In Springfield, the uh, conference that we've just been talking about, the Great Commission Conference, and in St. Louis, we talked earlier with Jeremiah Enna about Underground at the Two Hill Performing Arts Center there in St. Louis. Thank you for listening. God bless you.